Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. Everybody and welcome to the Kachat. It's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question, "Hey, what's up with cars?" I'm Lucas Southworth, and I'm John Bishop. It's been a while since we've been behind the proverbial wheel and the non-proverbial microphone, hasn't it, John? I mean, to us, yes, but due to scheduling magic, Whoa. the audience doesn't know that. No, we mentioned it several times. Yeah, but they don't feel that. Yes, 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 yes. They, they, their minds may know it, but their hearts feel as full uh, because we we still got it to you, folks, even though I was on a boat not mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. Crazy. Boy, howdy. Yeah. I want a quick, a quick uh, sort of bit of housekeeping the bit uh questions from liz which we hardly ever do anymore mm-hmm. but it's important to know uh if we do do it we always say uh uh if i am introducing it i say i'm dating a woman named liz uh and john is married to a woman named lizzie that's the whole joke it's it's no longer true yeah i'm no longer dating a woman named liz because i'm engaged to a woman named liz i proposed Woo. And she said yes, which was pretty cool, I thought. That was pretty cool of her. Yeah. So (laughs) I don't really have much more than that. I just thought, you know, my first thought after proposing was, I've got to figure out how to tell the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what I came up with, was that dumb bit about a bit that we don't do very much anymore. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But... That's not what this episode's about. I may tell some stories from the cruise I went on to supplement this episode because, folks, as I mentioned to John, this to me is a pretty boring episode of Cars on the Road we are covering today. Uh, But it we're going to resort to that after when we need to. (laughs) We're going to talk about the episode first. That episode is Showtime. It's the one where they go to the circus. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's and it. <laughs> just like the real world, it's surprisingly boring. Yeah. Like, I bet if I was there and those cars were really doing that in front of me, I would be freaking out. See, here's the weird thing. It's like, it's like they were thinking, what would be an awesome thing to watch? And then they made it, and they didn't realize that when you make everything cars, it's not impressive. Or at the very least, not as impressive. Like, like 
good job animating it, but if you're animating it, it could be literally anything. I've watched yeah, that's a it. robot the size of the universe punch another being the size of a universe. So a circus, but their cars, is not nearly as impressive. Yeah, especially compared to like... Even if we take out some of the supernatural stuff that we've been going through, like we've also seen cars go like 700 miles per hour. And like that Mm -hmm. was more visually exciting for me. And like the races, say what you will about the Cars movies, they know how to like put in the races in very exciting ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was, uh, I don't know. we'll get to it though. This, we review it at the end, uh, but that's a hint of my thoughts on it, at least and a bit of John's, but some freaky stuff did happen in it. John, we should go through what just happened before we dissect it though, as we do, I think. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we, this week did in fact watch a preview, I guess, of the movie smile. Oh, yeah, that is a movie. I I don't want to watch that movie. It seems scary. You already have watched some of it. Yeah. Creepy Smiles, the movie. Yeah, there's a bunch of clowns in this one. Uh, Lightning's afraid of them. And, and has good reason. Yeah, and is mocked and dismissed for his fears. But we don't open on the circus. We open on a car wash shaped like a submarine. Which, if you're uh, lacking the context... Shaped like just a person, just a guy. Yeah, I did Google it to see if this was a reference to something. I think there used to be like a chain of car washes shaped like whales. So I think that's what that's a reference to. But but that's also people. Yeah, that's also a guy. <laughs> like it's a under it's a water guy. So it mm-hmm. still kind of works, but. I don't know if they're saying whales or submarines or not. I, I can't decide one way or the other. And seeing as how we've seen like people that are submersible, that doesn't track very well. No, it doesn't. But we can't get analyzing yet. We got to do the rest of the summary. Ivy and Mater both go through the car wash. Ivy gets a massive transformation. Mater does not. Uh, we so- do, however, get more evidence that he is, in fact, a god king. In that can't mess with perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud when I can make the connection that your mind makes uh, and you like to hint vaguely towards. <laughs> but then they're driving and they're commenting on how cornfields are boring, which is true. Uh, and they stumble across a circus and they go and they watch the circus. There are a bunch of clowns, a bunch of, bunch of stuff we can comment on happens. I would argue. Uh, but then Ivy's like, I want to be a circus. And they go, oh, okay, we've only known you for an episode and a half, so bye, I guess. And then that's the end of the episode. Except we also did get the line read from good old Lightning that was meant to be like, oh, I'm so sad that you're leaving. Yeah, but for one line, and then he's, and then it feels like he's like, oh, yeah, I don't really know you. Yeah, that well, like for they, you're right that they do do a pump fake towards lightning being sad. And then he's like, well, hopefully we meet again someday. But if we don't. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> which again, they seem like friends, but they've known each other for, I would say, a week at most. At, and that's giving them some charity. 
I'd be willing to believe two days. Yeah, that's sort of what it feels more like. But like if we wanted to give them the most benefit of the doubt possible, like, yeah, I can't give them more than a week. So, yeah, that's what happens in that one. A bunch of clown uh, cars dressed like clowns do a bunch of rad road tricks. (laughs) It's what takes up, I don't know, 50 percent of the episode. Mm -hmm. And Lightning's afraid of them. But we have much, much to dig into, John. Mm -hmm. Like your first point, which is. Exactly. There isn't a point to the episode. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Overarching. Um, I think my first point is that. In the real world, people are afraid of clowns for this, that, the other reason, a lot of which is the it. It's it. The killer clown from outer space. It. Yeah, I would also argue there's a bit of Uncanny Valley stuff going there. It's a person that looks different, but not massively different. And it's sort of weird and disconcerting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just like anytime you exaggerate features a lot, it gets spooky. But there's all that. And then there's this world in which Lightning is the only of the three who is afraid of everything. And then they're given so many reasons to be afraid of everything. These clowns act actively malicious and scary throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the episode. And uh, it's acknowledged. Yeah, like it Mater says, oh, they'll just drag you back when lightning wants to leave. And it cuts to two of them looking ang- like, like, yeah, we'll do it, idiot. Try us. <laughs> And again, they are smiling the whole time. Yeah, but this time they're angrily smiling. They're like, like, do it, do it. We want you to. And it's mm-hmm. and just I, try to leave. And the fact and you could read it as Mater's like poking fun at Lightning's fear. But again, the fact that they're there looking like they'll drag him back, you know, <laughs> makes me think Mater's like, no. You don't want to mess with these guys. And again, more evidence of God King Mater of just, this entertains me. Just try to leave. I'll have them drag you back. (laughs) That's true enough, too. And there's another moment where uh, they're up in the stands and Mater, this time trying to calm Lightning down, says, don't worry, they're all the way down there. And then one seemingly just floats up behind him like yeah and then puts on a deeper smile like i went back and watched it and i can't determine if there's anything behind them or not but it looks like there isn't and even if there is a car can't like go from crouching to standing up like that like he was just flatly moving upwards and seeing as how the entire thing is angled in such a way that the seats behind you are taller than you, like the fact that there aren't seats behind them is one thing. And then the second thing is he would have to be more than flat. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It seems like that clown was floating. And even if it wasn't, how did it get up there? <laughs> so- uh, one theory could, of course, be it's the one with stilts. That's actually a really good point And one I didn't consider. Yeah, there's a stilt one. 
there is there's a, a stilt. There's one. a clown who does stilts, except they're just on the tires. Yeah, what you got to remember is it's a clown that does stilts, but the clown is also a car. So, yeah, <laughs> that that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a clown, a car on stilts would work for I mean, several reasons. Acknowledging that they can move all of their tires independent of each other, that's one thing. And if there's like a weird swivel mechanism, maybe it's all about timing. Could be, yeah. I guess I guess they would be able to correct if they started to tip, you know, which mm-hmm. a normal car would not. Uh, especially seeing as the like the bottom of the stilts are not like giant tires or anything. They're tiny, so they don't have anything preventing them from tipping except, you know, a bit of dexterity, which these cars and Ivy have quite a bit of, I would say. You might even say a supernatural amount of dexterity and strength. Yeah, and I'm not... daring do, which is not spelled how I thought it would be. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> All right. So I always imagined that daring do was like daring. As in, uh, brave. Yeah. And do is just a modifier to be like, it sounds funny. And also you're doing something daring. But apparently if you put on the subtitles, daring is spelled D E R R I N G, which throws all that out the window. Yeah. I just Googled it and it's that it is spelled like that means action displaying heroic courage. Now, why wouldn't it just be? Daring instead of daring. I don't know. It does say that it's dated here on Google, so that could be a good reason why. Sure. But even acknowledging that, like, why was it always that way? John, I'm just not going to have a good answer for you to this. You know, I don't know words. Words? (laughs) And their history. they They don't do sense. Oh, man, they sure don't. And neither do these clowns, because I don't recall them ever having any sort of admission fee. Yeah, they just, and that goes to your point that you make every once in a while, that uh, you're not sure currency exists, which, I mean, they don't seem, we never see them pay for stuff, and I get that. But it's weird that they mention money a lot, and then they don't pay for stuff. I mean, they mention a lot of things that you never see because, of course, you never see it. Because it's hard. It's hard to do that for mm-hmm. cars. And then there's a moment where you look and you're like, well, yeah, of course they don't pay for things because that would be very difficult for them to do. And then you see a little guy, forklift, juggling cars. And you see other cars jump out of the trunk of a car. And with clowns and the clown car joke, here's a little inside scoop secret. If you want to fit 60 clowns in one of those clown cars, all you got to do is have a bottom that you can remove and then have them come in from the ground. But these cars, they grew before your eyes. If you do a (laughs) frame by frame, they change size. Yeah, these... These beings are defying the laws of reality. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, I mean, it goes from simple being like 
they shouldn't be able to drive quite like that, but okay to, I don't know how that forklift is throwing cars around, but maybe, and then, oh no, they're changing their shape to fit inside the trunk of another car, or perhaps teleporting from realms unknown out Mm -hmm. of the car's trunk. Who knows? Turns out it's a trunk of holding. Yeah, that is something about this episode, a theme I want to get into, in that by making it a bit more mundane in, like, scope, the weird things feel weirder, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not seeing the Grim Reaper, we're not messing around with Bigfoot or aliens, we don't have ghosts going around, or dinosaurs, but <laughs> the weird things are just as weird, so they stick out a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like... If we're talking about the episode in which Mater dies, we could talk about, oh yeah, Mater goes inside of Mater, and he's both bigger and smaller than himself, and he opens his door and goes inside, so like, space doesn't make sense there. But like, also, he just fooled death, so that's not that important. Yeah, and there's even stuff like in the Haunted House episode where like lightning goes through a door and suddenly he's in a cemetery. And like, we could have spent time on that, but we were like, "Eh, it's the ghost episode. Some supernatural stuff did that, whatever. (laughs) But no, these are, this is presumably just a normal circus. Or if we want to go into the supernatural elements, uh, if you explore the supernatural uh, depictions of circuses, you'll often find that there's this weird thing where you go to a circus and then you find out the admission fee far too late and it's they get to keep you or someone who came with you, oftentimes your child. And like, oh, it's a fae circus and you entered in their circle, so now you have to give them something because they provided you with entertainment, so you owe them, and maybe that's what's happening. I mean... Yeah, it all checks out. They're supernatural. They don't have the admission fee, and they take one of the members of their party. Mm-hmm. And it very much felt like a weird occult thing when they did. And when they took them and it felt occult, I'm not talking about at the end when she decides to. I'm talking about when four of the clowns just kind of appear and were like, they say you and point at the monster truck without ever saying or pointing. They just kind of, and then they walk around and then she's like, me? Oh, yes, I understand what you're saying. I'll go with you. Yeah, she is being uh, sort of conditioned already to be a member of this group, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll say that. I'm good to go with that. <laughs> face circus. Love a face circus. And uh, with the Fey Circus, it really hits home that thing that we've said several times now. It makes sense that he's afraid of clowns. Yeah, I mean. They took one of them. (laughs) And it also makes sense that he was like, Ivy, what? And then he's like, okay, sure, whatever. You stay, we'll go. We gotta get out of here. Two of us have to escape. Yeah. Survive this tale. It's a, wait, you're going to go with them? And then part of his brain is like, wait a minute, that means that they're not taking me. I got to go before they change their minds. Yeah, and it even seems like Ivy is sort of imbued with some of their magics 
by the mm-hmm. end of it because she does her little routine where she fakes like she's going to murder them. <laughs> Definitely. Or as we discussed in the last episode, sexually gratify them. Uh, <laughs> but then she, at the last seconds does some of the most dexterous things we've ever seen a car do mm-hmm. in the series. And she's a very large vehicle, so it makes less sense that it's possible and that it happens. And the dexterity really starts as soon as they enter the circus. Yeah. Because she sees the lights and she doesn't fit exactly, so she just does a little dance number to get over them. And how does she describe coming up with her routine? Like, they ask her, how did you know to do that? Or like... uh how did you do that? And she says, I don't know. It just came to me. Yep. I think she says it just came out of me. Came. Yes. That's, that is exactly it. (laughs) Which Which, if that's a a magical curse, if that's not a magical curse, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like if we hadn't gone this direction and I wasn't expecting to go this direction, I was going to spend a portion of this episode talking about how wildly, wildly irresponsible Ivy is. Mm-hmm. In that she, she did... was gonna crush them, even <laughs> she... if it was sexual gratification. They need to talk about that first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, maybe she had the idea of like, oh, I, maybe I could do something where I look like I'm gonna do it, and I don't. But like, she's never done it before. <laughs> she maybe she know thought. How. Maybe she thought I'm gonna just jump them. But she was not going to make it. She was no. midway in between them. And like, I don't know. I understand you miss performing, but like, uh, don't do that. <laughs> These are people's lives and or their, their sex lives. Don't do that. Yep. Uh, man, just the idea of you are picked for a performance people are performing and then they pick you out of the audience and they're like, Hey, we've got this simple routine. Don't worry. It's going to work out. And then you're like, nah, let's do something different. That's insane. Yeah. Both on the volunteers part and on the circuses part to be like, Oh shoot. Cool. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I guess you see, she's a monster truck and make some assumptions. Yeah. About she knows how to perform, but one, not cool. Two, like you don't know what the the whole point of performances like this is to be as in control as possible at all times. And to make it look like you're not. Yes. And for some reason, they did the exact opposite of we're gonna make it look like we're in control, but we're not. We're just gonna wing it. Yeah, like the magician's pin and teller. Like, every once in a while, they'll do something that looks dangerous, but they will assure the audience, like, hey, either after, during, or before, they'll say, hey, this looks dangerous, but you got to understand that, like, we we want it to look dangerous, but we don't want it to feel dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. we we think it's actually hugely immoral to have an audience for something that could actually be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But we think that puts you in a very bad spot. So we they they bring up several times in their shows like, hey, this isn't actually dangerous. You got to know that because it's very immoral to do something out of control that has a chance 
of massive, massive failure, both for your performers and for the audience who you've made implicit. Yep. And just if you have performers and you're like, hey, we've got this routine, we're just going to pick a member of the audience. And then you don't prep them with like, hey, they just want to do their own thing and we're going to go with that. So just just go with it, whatever happens. Especially when like, and it's mean that Lightning and Mater immediately think, oh, she's going to kill these men. Also a little weird that they're like, oh, well, what can we do now? What can we do but watch? Which, here's the thing. I think it makes sense that Mater has that mindset and that it sucks that he does of like, oh, I'm just going to watch her kill these people. I think that Lightning was of the mindset, I don't want to watch this, but I don't have a choice. He's already pointed out that if I try to leave, they're going to just drag me back in. It also could be Lightning had a moment of, this is going to be grotesque, but I mean... Five to six less clowns in the world. <laughs> okay, whatever. He's getting a, a perverse, oh, well, I get to watch something that I hate die. That's not great, but it's not the worst thing in the world either. Speaking of the strong man, we got to talk a little bit more about him, right? Like, uh, Which one? Just... The plane who can just extend his arms and do that thing where it's a feat of strength to even hold cans out completely like that? Or the, the one that, like, juggles people. I was going to say the one who juggles people. We can hit the plane real quick first, because I disagree that that's a strong man feat. I... You disagree that uh, being able to uh, travel while having uh, six people on your arms that you're just extending outward, you, you think that's not a strong man feat? <laughs> I think that is. I think that's not what the plane's doing. Uh, <laughs> I we We so much like to equate them one-to-one to human body parts. I just don't think wings are arms. Sure, but way. shoulders. If they're just on his back, he's still running with six people on his back. Yeah, but that's kind of what vehicles are supposed to do. Like, it's I would call it a feat of engineering, Okay, uh, if anything. Like, the plane shouldn't be going that good. Sure, but I, I don't think it's a feat of strength. While, if we look at the character... Hollum Haynes, <laughs> uh, the strong man. I I can't call it anything else. Like that's just it's just a strong forklift who, at first, just picks up some people, and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't be able to do that. And then he juggles three full cars, not mm-hmm. even other forklifts, cars. Yep, not even other small ones, just regular sized vehicles. And like I don't know, we did talk about. Guido being a super soldier before, so maybe maybe this is Guido's winter soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, to his Captain Italy? Yes, of course. Uh, or those five unnamed other winter soldiers who get uh, unceremoniously murdered in Civil War. But it's a good twist. I, I don't dislike that choice. It's a good twist. Yeah, that's all I got, is he shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, so... Just for context, strong men sometimes lift very large things. Oftentimes, they'll, like, bend a horseshoe in front of you, which is an incredible feat of strength. But now imagine it's a dude who picks up just three guys who are bigger than him, and then he starts throwing them in the air, catching them, and then just juggling them. 
there is such a difference in like a feat of strength between picking up something heavy and throwing something heavy like i don't know 20 30 feet in the air which don't get us wrong we've seen log throwing competitions extensively it's (laughs) impressive but they're still not juggling them yeah they don't then catch them and throw another one with one arm yeah boy howdy and then there's the whole comparison of well cars can do a lot more with respect to uh torque and strength and whatnot sure but i don't know how to explain to you the difference in a a feat of strength of throwing something and then changing the momentum of something to reverse it and send it back because there's something it's okay if you're changing something's momentum, you're you're putting energy into it, you're giving some mass, some velocity. That's one thing. But to stop it is something entirely different, and to stop it in a timely manner, even more so. But to reverse it yeah. is, in a timely manner, significantly more than twice as difficult. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like... Okay, if we look at this not from a feat of strength and a feat of mechanics, what would a machine have to be to do this? Like, let's take out even packed in that small package. Make it as big as you want. Still, you'd have to make a pretty big, impressive machine to throw three cars around like that. And here's the problem. In a controlled manner. You gotta reverse it. Yeah. Because this becomes easier to do the smaller everything is. If everything's small, then you can make it happen. But these are cars. So everything is exponential with respect to energy, effort, force, momentum, everything. It's insane. And then on top of all of that, everyone's fine. Yeah. You know what happens when a car comes into contact with another car that quickly? bad both cars break real hard real bad by design mm-hmm. they're to designed keep... to crumple so that uh the squishy bit doesn't die but these don't do that at all and it's terrifying to think about yeah like he's he's not even winter soldier captain america i don't need, i don't know that he's superman but like he's closer to that than he is captain america strength Maybe Spider-Man? It really depends on the Superman you're talking about. For sure. Definitely some Superman. Yeah. Maybe Spider-Man level strength. That feels right to me. Yeah. Doesn't have to be Incredible Hulk or anything, Mm -hmm. but Spider-Man level. So we found a superhero, uh, as we often do. (laughs) He'll be on our Suicide Squad if we ever revamp that. Interesting uh, proposal. And this is not Cars. This is just Spider-Man. I think the Hulk and Spider-Man are the same kind of strong. It's just that the Hulk is much bigger. Expand on that. I think it's like a somehow it's pushed to the maximum capacity of natural muscle, Mm. except the Hulk has a lot more muscle. Isn't the Hulk, and I could be working on old information or misinformation, 
I always understood the Hulk is as mad as he is angry. If he keeps getting angrier, he keeps getting stronger. Like, uh, ad infinitum. Um, yes. Okay. My least favorite renditions of the Hulk, meaning most of them, uh, are, in fact, as strong as they are angry. Yeah, which, to to their credit, lines up with <laughs> what most like levels of strength for comic characters are, is eh, whatever we need them to be. Mm-hmm. At least they uh, have a mechanic. to hold a planet... Uh, together or rip it apart. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah, at least in the Hulk's case, they have a canonical reason for him to be as strong as they need him to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is also annoying uh, that he's just unrestrained like that. But yeah, I, I just straight up don't have another explanation for the strong man. He's just a superhero yeah. or a fae, yeah. as we said earlier. Which could be the same. Yeah. And I mean, is there anything, could it be trickery somehow? Could these be hollow car shells? Do we see them talk or move? We see their faces. Yeah. Could they be projections or on wires? No, they would cross up real bad. Yeah, I I can't think of any any way to do it. I could imagine that they are wearing costumes but not much like i don't have much more than oh it's just a very good very large costume that a very small vehicle is wearing yeah and the only other thing i can come up with that makes it trickery is the forklift isn't super strong and a superhero the three cars are the superheroes and are flying (laughs) yes they are the fey creatures and they're just flying which would line up with the fact that they're pro- one of them probably came out of the trunk and shifted reality to do that. So why are we so hung up on the strong man? <laughs> Which does help, because if we think about it, uh, all right, they're really light and they're much bigger than they should be. Perhaps it's just a situation in which they have like an inflate body. They come out of the trunk, they inflate themselves, they look like full-size cars, they're not, they weigh so much less, they could fit in there. Same thing with the juggling, they're just inflated. Yeah, I mean, it could also just be a fey glamour, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, all of this could be fairy magic. Sure, what's what we... (laughs) I've been playing Kingdom Hearts again. You just, you gotta believe. Uh, And the audience did clap, you know? For Tinkerbell, and she gave that to these cars, I guess. And that uh, was their solution if it broke bad when the big old monster truck does, in fact, crush them. They just got to clap and believe. But that's really, that's so tragic, because <laughs> how would they clap? That'd be pretty sad. they oh, no. try so hard to save their friends, but it would be futile. It's your It's your classic misdirect of... Oh, they think it's going to be fine because they know they're fairy creatures and all that. And it's like with payment, like, oh, I can afford this, theoretically, but they never do it. And it's all about, oh, we think this is possible, but we've never done it. (laughs) Yeah. I want to take us on a bit of a detour for a few smaller things I noticed, and then we'll get back to, you know, reality shifting trunks and whatnot. Mm hmm. Does it seem like they're afraid of the car wash to you? A little bit. It seems like a, oh, 
are you sure you want to do this? I don't like you don't have to. It's cool. And it seems like almost as if they are pets. Yeah, the only like explanation I could, I I think the intended joke was, ah, this is an old crappy car wash. It's probably not safe. Mm -hmm. But like they didn't do enough to make that work. Like the car wash looked cool to me more than anything. Yeah. So it just felt very weird. And it just made it seem like our main characters were afraid of baths. Mm-hmm. My, again, what I was getting at earlier, I th- maybe they're like dogs or yeah. cats and they don't want to do bath time. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's our, that's our declaration. Or maybe it's running water. Mm. Maybe everyone is Faye. I think we did decide, we did think about that. More recently than you might think. Specifically, maybe she's Faye. And that's what... No, maybe Lightning thinks she's Faye. And that's why he's like, you don't have to do this to prove anything to me. I mean, if you're a fairy, that's okay. And she's like, oh, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Because she doesn't realize that people think she's Faye. And that's why the the fairy circus chose her. Is because they thought she was Faye. No, she's just she's just actually normal, but mm-hmm. is very good at driving, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, but if she stays in the circus long enough, she's going to become one. And she doesn't stay in the circus that long. <laughs> she really do. doesn't, but that's not in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so good for her, I guess. Uh, I did want to spend some talk, time talking about, because we didn't last episode, uh, and I meant to, how gross Ivy is. <laughs> like, she lived in a house in the mm-hmm. woods, and it seems like it just took a single wash to get all that off of her. Yeah. So, like, what's up, Ivy? And it wasn't that intense of a wash because it did not affect uh, Mater at all. Oh, you can't mess with the perfection. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like... It didn't seem like that was moss that fell on her. It seemed like it was stuff that was growing on her. She was so gross. Yeah. Yeah. It was real. Man, she just, she dirty. And like at first I thought you were going with, oh, she nasty. She about to, in front of her new friends she just met, perform a sex act. Uh, But no, you just meant she's actually dirty. She has literal dirt all over her, not to mention various grimes and literal plant life growing on mm-hmm. her. <laughs> like, like she was just covered in moss. And if she was an actual Bigfoot, sure, why not? If she was a creature that lived exclusively in the forest, I guess. But again, she had a house. And as I noticed, with like a a, a clothes washer in it. Mm-hmm. So she had basic amenities. She had water, electricity. Why did she look like that? She had a roof over her head. Oh boy. I best I can guess is she just, she just likes to be in nature when she's in nature. I she guess. She doesn't need to get clean. I guess. Maybe she's just a hippie. Yeah. That's all I got is she's just a kind of gross person. Sorry. Which does make me think, okay, so like, you know, the story of you shouldn't uh, just take someone 
you find who's like filthy from years of not washing and then give them a bath because that could kill them. Yeah. So like she got that dirty fast (laughs) because she took a bath and then she went to a circus and she was fine and she's fine much later down the road. So all that filth was just rapidly accumulated. I guess, I guess that's just weird. It, it doesn't work with how they've set up how she's been living. Is mm-hmm. all I'll say. So all I can say is she's a gross person who got that gross very quickly. A couple other just tiny things. One, and I think I may have mentioned this in our overview. How? Why would they have clown noses? They don't know. Why what would noses they have clown are. noses? And like, they know where to put them. They know where to put them. And we know one example of a person with a nose like that. Yeah. And we, I've mentioned it before. Maybe it's racist. Yeah, they may just be mocking blimps or a single blimp. Yeah, which is super rude. And like, it it's so confusing because as we've just discussed, Lightning was trying to tell her she doesn't have to do this if she doesn't want. And that was him being really supportive of a decision he should not have been supportive about. He should yeah. have been like, yeah, you're filthy. Please get cleaned up. You smell so bad. Uh, sometimes social pressure is harsh, but necessary and good. Yeah. Uh, but this one is they're making fun of a nose, which is not something you can like make good decisions about. That's just a natural thing. Like if you are dirty, it's because you need to clean yourself. Oftentimes, you need to clean yourself more often in general. Yeah. Uh, and like uh, an amount of social pressure to do so is good for you and everyone who interacts with you. But if it's something that you are born with and cannot just change, and it's just a natural feature, you shouldn't shame anyone about it because first off, it's not something worth shaming because how people are is how they are, how they act That's something that can change. If it's just how they are and it's a completely normal, healthy, natural thing, shaming it is just you being a bully. Yeah. And that would mean that all clowns are bullies, which, if they're fae, fits. Yeah, that checks out, actually. Uh, And, like, it's rough that that works so well for the explanation. Because, like, if we didn't have the blimp, we would just be saying... I don't know why they have noses. I don't know why they have noses. I don't know why they're rounded. I don't know why they look like this at all. No, we have an example of a person with this nose. Yeah, because that exists, we have to point to it and be like, I guess they are at the very least giving them the most credit possible, simply imitating this nose. But the fact that they're clowns. At best, just ignorant. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. It's just a thing for no reason, which is way too much credit to give anyone. Yeah. If like, you're if you're going so far as to say, well, this incredibly specific trait that seems to be being mocked, maybe the person just doesn't know and that's not from something, then you're wrong and it's from something and they're making fun of someone. Yeah, like, they're clowns. Their whole thing is they dress up to look silly. So, Mm -hmm. no matter what, 
if they are taking on a trait that is associated with at least a person, maybe a group of persons, like they are, even if they don't draw attention to it, mocking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no other way to look at it. Yeah. And that's sad and messed up. But And something better and worse is the makeup itself. I did want to talk about the makeup a little bit. I forgot about that. We know it's makeup. Either yeah. that or fairy creatures, glamour, or maybe that one was melting. But we saw one get sprayed with seltzer water, and then their makeup starts melting. And it's just before it gets spooky, because it's like, oh, look, they're all smiling or whatnot. And then one gets sprayed in the face, and its smile is slowly melting away, and it's going to become a scary frown. And then they go to something else, because they don't want to actually show it. Yeah. I don't know. The makeup's just kind of weird to me. How did Carr do that? How did Carr do that? Why did Carr do that? Yeah. And, like, do they have to do that every day? Because at that point, just get a paint job. Because I'm pretty sure the paint job is just clothing. Yeah, that's my thing, is why don't they just get a permanent paint job? But I guess you could also... That is to make it equivalent to the human world saying to a clown, well, why don't you just get that tattooed on your skin all the time? But it's not because we know how easy it is for them to change. Yeah, that's that's the difference. The equivalence here is, well, why don't you just buy clown clothes instead of making your own out of paper mache? Which makes a certain amount of sense, yeah. And then their reasoning is because uh, the actual clothes cost too much and I wouldn't have enough money to, you know, change back into different clothes. To which I say, paper mache cannot be that much better pricing wise. Yeah, it's not a huge thing. It just felt, it felt like one of those, like, that they were doing. It's and because they they're clowns. Yeah, it's clowns. So they have to have clown makeup. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but, but they, but they, the step beyond is so their clown makeup is their paint job. Oh, but no, they didn't go the step beyond. Yeah, because if a normal person wants to be a clown, they put on an outfit that makes them look like a clown. And the makeup is just a part of that outfit. Yeah. So why not compare it to an outfit or a costume, if you will? Yeah. Last Small thing I got, and then we can talk about extra dimension, extra dimensional trunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning almost pukes, and I don't know. Have we ever seen a car vomit? I know you don't love vomit, so I'm sorry, but it's part of our grim work. Now, I I do feel a need to point out that I don't think very many people on this earth love vomit. No, that's true. That's fair, but I think you more than others don't like vomit. That is probably fair to say. Um, uh, I mean, it's we've seen something at least close. I'm pretty sure we've seen, like, cars chewing on something and then let it come out of their mouth. Yeah. I couldn't say what it was. I would have to imagine it was Mater and he was eating something and he didn't like it. Sounds like Mater. Someone trying to scrape off their tongue for some reason. Uh, yeah. Definitely, like, the wasabi he didn't yeah. like, but I don't know if he spat it back up, but who knows. 
and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but if lightning had thrown up, would that have been like gas and oil coming out? Or Well, we've seen him sippy cup some oil. So probably at least some of it would have been. Yeah, and I think I've landed on my leading theory on food. Is it something they can eat but don't have to eat? Which brings me to what I watched yesterday, which was Twilight. Okay, like the vampires. They can eat. It doesn't do anything for them. And apparently they don't poop it out. They have to throw it back up. Okay, yeah, that's a pretty one-to-one, I would say, with my basic theory on cars eating. Uh, except I think it it doesn't provide them much nourishment, but I think the taste is still good. Do vampires taste in Twilight? I don't know. Even if they do, I can't imagine food tastes it. good to them anymore. Yeah. Because like, the thing they crave is blood, and if it doesn't taste like blood, it probably doesn't taste good. That's fair enough. Either that or for some reason this evolved creature of hunting and killing is evolved to not like the taste of the thing it needs. Yeah. I don't know. How did Twilight hold up? Still bad. Did they play baseball to a muse song? Uh, Yeah. That's a good part of it. I like that part. It Uh, is, in fact, the part that uh, Liz said, oh, here comes the best part of the whole movie. She's right. I don't remember basically any other part of the movie. I I have seen them, and I read all the books. John, extra-dimensional trunks, am I right? All right. So you you have... Oh, shoot. I can't even remember what the second item is. There's two items that are dimensional items in D&D. You put one inside the other, and you get infinite gold. Except, actually, they changed the rules to where if you have two different dimensional uh, items and you put one inside of the other... They explode immediately. Yeah. Uh, if an infinite trunk clown puts himself inside another infinite trunk clown, do they explode? I think, A, the authors of D&D did that just to avoid exploits. I don't think... They created a better one, though. They did? Oh, well, yeah. They, they created an offensive exploit as opposed to just a weird metagamey, like, even if you don't, uh, do the gold exploit you were describing uh, a bunch of bags of holding in a bag of holding that that creates infinite space basically which mm-hmm. is game breaking enough as is you uh, could have a town that's just in a bag of holding yes uh, but that's always the vibe I got less than it having to do with you know making sense uh, in their world they did it to be like we don't know exactly what people could do with this, but let's just make it so they explode if they interact. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is easily going to be used inappropriately, so let's let's have a thing that happens. Let's have consequence. Yeah, which I'm not faulting them for. I think that's A, hilarious, and B, I get it. But then the accidental creation of uh, grenade arrows via shoot a bag of holding or something else with a bag of holding, bam, super explosion. That's pretty good. Yeah, but at least they can sort of like, this happens every time, you know, as opposed to, we don't know what will happen if they put like a portable hole in a bag of holding and then and then from there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So, anyway, no, I don't think the cars would explode if they got in each other. I think that's a D&D specific thing, but I do think there are shenanigans involved. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think that it, well, as we like to say, at the very least, it's going to compress time in such a way that because of how uh, gravity works, uh, mass, and how all of that affects time, time's going to be real wonky for the the two creatures that are experiencing compression. That's true. I'm I'm leaning more and more towards it's not like a TARDIS bigger on the inside situation. It's more of a, it's the portal to Faye. It's in their trunk. Uh, mm. And you go in there. And if the, another car opens up their trunk, it's just a different portal to Faye. He's like a Heimdall who controls the way in and out. He controls the rainbow bridge. Yes, which to me makes sense why they were very clearly getting bigger as they came out. When they're yeah. in their native Fae, they're smaller. Mm-hmm. Sure. Fairies are smaller, but they can imitate people. Man, I remember, I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember a recent episode we decided all the cars were Fae. Uh, and I said, I can't believe it's taken us this long to do this. Uh, and I... I think it's just going to become more and more of a common explanation is oh, maybe they're all fairies. I don't know, man. What do you want? I mean, it makes sense except for the iron. Yeah. That, that's, that was what we ran into last time too. Yeah. It was our episode about like the natural formations. Yes, that was it. That was it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, they, they did weird stuff in this one. What do you want from us? They came, three cars came out of a different car's trunk twice. Maybe it was maybe the same shot, which is weird. <laughs> For me personally, I think we have now covered my two least favorite episodes. Yeah. And there's only one more that's in my bottom three. And that is, of course, the film one. Yeah. B-movie's a little weird. Uh, but it's also the most like mundane if you can describe it as such i will give it this and we're sort of teetering into us rating it so we'll just give our ratings after we're done with this conversation at least b movie focuses on like story a lot of the time it's not the best story but like this this one showtime is there's a bit of a story they arrive at a circus and then there's just a circus sequence for half of the episode Mm -hmm. that doesn't it's just pure spectacle it doesn't really add to any story doesn't add that much to the lore like again it was cool feats and if it was happening in real life in front of me i'd be losing my mind and Uh, the animation well done yeah a lot of the expressions on them was kind of cool but like again even if we're not certified cars casters we've just come down from the grim reaper and aliens and dinosaurs and ghosts like this is like okay whatever some weird stuff's happening but they're just kind of doing flips and stuff (laughs) yeah which is why i genuinely think this might be my least favorite episode yeah Uh, that's fair see like if we're going for well we want a good story episode that's the last episode that's the good story episode. It's the good story episode. So yeah, they've got it covered. Let's do some more wacky, fun, crazy things. And sure, you could describe a circus as wacky, fun, and crazy, but an animated car circus is a lot less so. 
Yeah, and even like if it was supposed to be more akin to like the haunted house episode, uh, where it was just a big spectacle, big like centerpiece uh, for it, like at least the haunted house followed a structure. Like lightning was chased through it and like learned stuff about it and met different things and then was through it. It was just it was just a circus performance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just it. go to the circus. And you it, know what else we could have done? We could have gone to the circus. But we didn't do that. We watched cars. Let's see some crazy stuff. I don't want to see a circus because those are just things that actually exist. I want to see spooky ghosts, which I feel like they knew because they kept including so many things of like yeah, something's wrong with these clowns. You know something's up with <laughs> yeah. these clowns. But they didn't fully commit to it. Uh, so it Yeah, didn't... it was very much a, yeah, there are clowns and something's up with it. But they didn't do anything with that. Yeah, and I think this one also was a little shorter. It also did, it hit the same thing of last time is they treated Ivy like this hugely important character when... I don't know. I don't really care about Ivy. <laughs> and her immediate departure really hits home that nah. Yeah, she was introduced last episode, halfway through it, and then left at the end of this one. Like, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. If like Mater decided he wanted to stay at the circus, one, wild. Two, I kind of get it. Three, and... it would have had some some impact, even though I don't really care about the character of Mater. Like, I've at least invested in him. Mm-hmm. And and the worst of it is that, you know, because of what they did in this episode, that they knew it. Because that line reading, again, it, stu- it struck me so hard. I was just like, you're not going to stay here, are you? As if, like, saying goodbye is going to be so hard. And then immediately, like, oh, well, okay. I guess we don't even have to actually visit you again, because I don't like clowns. And even if it's to see you again, I don't really care that much yeah it, it there you're absolutely right there is a bit right at the end where mater's like oh we should swing back on the way uh, on our way home and lightning's like nah, i don't want to do that it is not worth it to see our quote-unquote friend ivy to mm-hmm. face these clowns again the friend we care so deeply about yeah i'm good there are clowns there so i'm just gonna pass yeah so rating we do out of 10 i like a two it's not bad it's not horrible it's not a one but it's not any better than two for me i'm gonna go with a three maybe a four because like it's below average i don't want to watch it again like i would rather not watch it again but like if i watch it again i'm not gonna be mad about it that's fair then we do what lore implications how much lore is given to this one yeah and again, like, there is a time, like, if you had just given us this without the rest of Cars on the Road, we would be losing our minds from the, the strong man and the trunk and the weird clowns. But, like, I don't know, you gave us ghosts and the Grim Reaper. And, like, it's interesting that there is a strong man, but, like, we don't understand why or how at all. It's just sort of something that's there that doesn't really imply much more about the world to me, except, oh, there's a strong man. 
and a interdimensional trunk. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know, like a four, if that. I want to give it more than I'm going to give it because clowns, they're clearly some sort of demonic type creature. Sure. But like also, we saw evidence, but no proof. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to give it like maybe a five, maybe a four. It's at best average, but for this series, it's below average. So yeah, let's go with a four. Yeah. Again, if you had dropped this just with no other context on us episode, like, I don't know, mid eighties or something, we would be frothing at the mouth. We, Mm -hmm. we, we would be losing it. If for no other reason, then we are very starved for content here, but we're in the middle of of a feast and this is, you know, something we're a course we're not interested in. Yeah. And for those of you wondering about my hesitance to give it like a three or anything, I think that generally uh, 80 to 90% of all things that are categorized should be four, five, six, or seven. That's fair. I think because everything's pretty close to average. As long as you put in an average amount of effort, you should get an average result within reason. That's fair. And a two is probably kind of harsh on it, but I don't know. It's my least favorite and I want it to feel punished for that. <laughs> so I gave You know it pretty what? Low. I'm going to go lower on lore. I'm going to give it a three because let's face it. It just hints that clowns are something crazy and we see some weird animations, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. We've I'll... seen Guido lift things much larger than himself before. So we know that it's possible. But next week, oh, John, I am so excited for next week because I don't even know how we're going to talk about trucks. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's your sneak peek. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 all, all around. Every mm-hmm. All four of the ratings uh, coming from both of us. It's 10 out of 10. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we're looking forward to that. You can send us your thoughts about that. I'm doing my outro out of order and it feels very bad. Uh, you can send us your thoughts about that episode and please do so. Uh, either you can tweet us, tweet them at us or DM us on Twitter. Uh, our Twitter account is at the Kachat. You can also email them to us. Uh, our email account is thekachat at gmail.com. And now it's the part where I do the first part of my usual outro, which is when I say thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And it's really great that you do that. And now John says his part of the outro in whatever order he feels like. And subscribe. Remember to thank you for listening. And remember to flow like a Cadillac. (laughs) And sting like a beamer. Anyone and everyone that you think might be the least bit interested, remember to tell. And sting like a beamer. We're out. (laughs) 